Hey, hey, I'm Julia, the owner of Julia K Design, which is a small business specializing in wedding invitation design and calligraphy. If you're an aspiring small business owner, a fellow wedding creative, or just looking for some overall inspiration and insight, Julia's creative business guidebook will bring light to all of the challenges I've faced, the lessons I've learned, and the success I've earned. I hope you'll tune in every week for a new chapter in your guidebook. Hello. Um, We'll see how this goes. Lots of barking dogs around me right now (laughs) at the neighbors and outside. And I feel like there's a disconnect today between my brain and my mouth. So I'm not even sure how this is going to go, but got to get this thing done. So yeah, I am here. It's Monday the 28th, the Monday after Thanksgiving, the Monday after Black Friday, the Monday Monday after Small Business Saturday, and the Monday of Cyber Monday. And yeah, just I feel like I have been shopping nonstop for family and friends and Nick. And I feel stressed this year because I'm trying to buy everything within these three days that they're on sale because I don't want to put something off and then have to pay more for it down the road but it's just like a lot to chop for everybody all at once so I'm definitely gonna fail but I did get a lot of good deals this weekend so that's exciting Um, I had a small business Saturday sale in the invitation shop and it went extremely well I was very surprised and happy with how many orders I received from people and yeah it's always just fun to see what invitation suites people choose and it's really fun when I get an order for an invitation suite that I haven't physically printed yet because it's just fun to see them come to life but yeah I was very excited with the small business Saturday sale and now it's the Monday after Thanksgiving I'm not even sure if I already said that because I've had to stop and restart this podcast three times already because of barking dogs so that could have just been a repeat but (laughs) Thanksgiving was great. We were in York for two days and then we were up in New York for two days with Nick's family and it was just really great to be with family. It's really nice that the holidays like kind of force us together because I would like to see my family and Nick's family more than I do but there's just always so much going on that it's kind of like almost a relief when a holiday comes around because it's like oh thank god we have nothing to do except get together with family. Um So it was just really nice to spend time with everybody and eat good food. Today is all about perfecting systems and I'm taking a different approach to this episode because typically I write almost everything down that I'm going to say prior to recording and it takes me like an hour and a half and then I do the recording which takes me like 30 minutes and then I do the editing which takes me like an hour. So it's a good chunk of my day that I don't have. So I'm taking a different approach today and I'm kind of winging it. I have a few bullet points of things that I want to absolutely touch upon, but otherwise I'm just going for it. So I hope that this isn't chaotic. Moving on to the episode, I cannot stress it enough how important systems are in running a successful business. I truly, truly believe that once your systems are perfected and your systems are smooth, that is when your business will really start to thrive. I saw it myself with my business and that's probably why I'm such a firm believer of it. But there was a time like when my business was just brand new where I was like exhausted at the fact that I wasn't getting any clients. And it was exhausting because 
I was, I felt like I was working so hard and I was turning my wheels so hard, but I was getting nothing in return. And then I realized like, okay, while I don't have clients, this is now the perfect time for me to make sure that the back end of my business is running smoothly so that when I do get clients, it's a really enjoyable and smooth process for them and for me. So I took the time of not having any clients to really hone down. Oh my God, I hate, I hate the word hone. I hate that word reverse that. I hate it. (laughs) So I took that time to really um, figure out my systems and figure out what works for me and just make sure that everything was very smooth and effortless. Once I had all my systems in place, I swear to God, there were like these invisible doors of my business that just opened up when I got my systems in place. Like it was like as soon as I had a client management system, as soon as I had contracts and proposals and invoices and everything created and in one place, my business doors just like opened and the gates just like allowed all my clients to just flood in. I swear it was literally like that. Um, I signed up for Dubs Auto, which is my client management system. Like I think the exact date was December 21st of 2019 and January 2nd of 2020, I booked three custom clients. Like it was unreal. I'm not saying my systems were perfect when I first started in January, 2020, because they were actually horrendous, but I had systems in place, whether they were good or not. Um, And I mean, they were horrendous in the sense that my contract that I sent to my first three custom clients was just like, I need to pull this thing up and show you, well, talk to you guys about what was going on here because when I look at these at these um, contracts that I sent these clients, I am shocked, <laughs> like shocked that they booked my services. Okay, I have this contract open. Oh God. Okay, first of all, first red flag, it's not branded whatsoever. Second red flag is I have like the most random stuff in here. So I have... Okay, I have a bunch of different sections. First section is invitation invitation specifics. There we go. Next, I have special instructions. Don't even know what that means. Revisions, mailing and shipping, timeline. I don't know why I have my timeline in my contract. Payment, cancellation refund, a pricing breakdown, which is like the most janky looking graph I've ever seen. And then I just have them sign it. I like literally don't even talk about the process or cancellation policy or, oh God. But then when I go to, let me look here. It's just the the fact that nothing was branded drives me insane. Truly drives me insane. Anyways, so that was just a really bad trip down memory lane. Anyways, so my systems were in no way, shape, or form perfect when I had them figured out, but the point is that I had them figured out and that allowed my business to grow the way it needed to and allowed me to realize what was working and what wasn't working and make those changes moving forward to better serve my clients. So I really want to explain my process in this episode and like talk through it out loud so you guys can hear exactly what it looks like both from a client perspective and my perspective when I get um, an invitation order and I'll go through it I'll go through my custom process as well as my invitation shop process the beginning of the system is a little bit different but then like once you get into the design process it's kind of the same for both the invitation shop and custom clients but I want to talk through it so you guys can kind of see the differences I'm going to start off with custom. 
clients. So the system or the process starts when a custom client completes the inquiry form that I have on my website. My inquiry form simply is, it's very short because I don't want them to see like an overwhelming amount of information that they, that they need to complete. So it's just asking for the basics and the things that I desperately need to give them an accurate pricing quote. So obviously their name and their email. I ask where they hear about me, their wedding date, the city and state that your wedding is being held. I ask where they're at with their invitation search. That's something that I've just recently added and it's extremely important. So my three options are just collecting quotes at this quotes at this time, I'm ready to get things moving, or I needed to book a designer like yesterday. That really tells me like, are they ready to pay me today or is this going to drag on for months before they're ready? So I love that I've added that. Um, I have to, I ask about how many invitation suites they'll need. That's obviously critical to give them a accurate pricing quote. And then I ask for their budget. A little advice on the budget. Don't put something that's lower than what you can actually offer a client. So like if you have a thousand dollars on there but you know that when everything is said and done your typical or your average client isn't spending a thousand dollars on wedding invitations I would probably just remove that because I believe that clients are going to put the lowest pricing option even if their budget is higher because they'll obviously want to see if you can work with that budget Um, so if you realistically cannot work with a thousand dollars then don't even put that as an option because that will just like waste your time and their time but it is very important to know their budget. And then I ask them to select the items that they want in their invitation suite. For me, I'm just asking about basic things. So the main invitation card, the separate details card, and the separate RSVP card are the only things I'm asking about because then on my proposal, they have the option to select additional add-ons such as venue illustrations or vellum wraps or belly bands because I want to have photos of each of those because it can get kind of confusing. Like if you don't know what a vellum wrap is or a belly band, like it gets a little little confusing so I like to provide them with photos and that's why all of that is just in my proposal and then I just simply leave something about please leave information below about what your wedding aesthetic is and what you are looking for with your wedding invitations so that's all that's in my inquiry form once their inquiry form is submitted I receive a email with all of their information and then I go into my client client management system Dubsado I'm going to obviously keep referring to Dubsado several times throughout this because it's literally the bread and butter of my business. So once they submit that form, a workflow is automatically created in Dubsado. So all of the forms that I need are automatically inputted into their client portal. Um, the contract is automatically inputted. The payment plan, their email, their wedding date, their name, everything is very, very seamlessly inputted into their project. And then I create their custom pricing proposal. A pricing proposal is very, very important. It is probably the most important step um, with inquiries because it obviously provides them with their custom pricing quote, but it also should have a contract and an invoice attached. So when they're ready to book, they can do all three steps immediately and book right there on demand. You want to make it as easy as possible for your clients to give you their money. If they're willing to book you and give you their money, don't make it a hundred steps. Don't make it something where they're gonna have to email you several times just to get your invoice link. Make it so simple for them to give you your money. In my proposal, I simply just like introduce myself briefly, um, explain what my custom invitation experience entails, 
and then I include their custom package. So that custom package includes my design fee, their, the invitation card, the details card, RSVP card, guest envelope, return envelope, envelope, sorry, return RSVP envelope, printed guest addresses, return addresses on the back flap, printed return addresses on the RSVP envelope, and shipping. So that is like the base package. And then in the proposal, I have a section with optional embellishments. So those are the add-ons like the calligraphy addressing, vintage postage, custom wax seals, vellum wraps, rounded corners. I have a million of them in here. Um, and they simply just have to select the ones that they want and they will be automatically added to their invoice. I also include a projected project timeline in their proposal so they know their exact start date, the exact date they'll get their sketches and mood board, the exact date of the design process, the date of printing and production, the proposed date that I will ship the invitations to them, and then the dates that they should be assembling their invitations to send out to guests. So they literally know the exact dates and the exact length of the projected project. That is super helpful. And then I have a few testimonials and frequently asked questions on the proposal. And then obviously you have to provide them with the next steps. So I say you need to submit this proposal and then it will take you right to the contract where you will review and sign the contract. And then from the contract, it'll take you right to the invoice where you can pay the first installment. So I already have it set up with the 50% retainer fee. So it's literally so simple for them to book, like no questions asked. If they want to book, they can do it immediately from the time that they get their pricing proposal. Once they get their pricing proposal and say they book with me, they sign their contract, they pay their invoice or their 50% retainer fee, they are officially booked as a client of mine. And then my workflow automatically changes their product project status to in progress. It activates their client portal. Um, the client portal is something that is included with um, Dubsado. I highly, highly, highly recommend Dubsado for this reason. It's essentially a, their own portal where they just have to enter their email. You can also have it passport protected if you want to, um, but they have to enter their email and that gives them access to their portal, which houses, their contract, their invoice, their forms, their questionnaires, their proposal. Literally everything that you send to them will be housed in this portal. So it's a huge perk of Dubsado and I love it and my clients love it too. But so it'll activate the portal. It will add their wedding date as the project end date and then it will send them an email, you know, saying that they're officially booked and what the next steps are and what the project start date is and all of that. And then once it is time for the project to begin, I send them an email that simply says it is time to start your uh, custom wedding invitation project. So uh, in this email, I include a questionnaire for them to complete, which gives them or gives me all of the details that I need to begin their wedding invitations. And then I also mentioned that I do day of items as well. So I just kind of am putting that on their radar at this point. My workflow automatically sends them information about day of items. I think it's three months before their wedding date, um, it'll automatically activate a new workflow for day of items and send them all of that when it is time. And then the last thing this email has is a link to their guest addressing template. This is just a link to the template that I provide them to put all of their guests addresses into so that I can um, start to gather those for their envelopes. On the questionnaire that I send them, I am gathering 
a lot of details about them because I obviously want to know like who they are as a couple. So I'm asking about like what they do on the weekends, what they do for a living, if they have pets, the proposal story, where did they grow up, where did they go to college, are they do they like sports, do they live together, if so, what is the decor in their house, what's the favorite vaca- vacation they've taken, a lot of good information that kind of tells me who they are as a couple so that I can get to know them a little bit because obviously that is crucial in designing wedding invitations for them. Um, and then I collect, you know, the basic information like their wedding date and time and venue and ceremony stuff. And then I also ask about their wedding inspiration. So this is when they're telling me like their colors and what colors they want incorporated in the invitation suite. I also have a thing so they can upload photos of their inspiration. Um, I ask about the greens and flowers that are incorporated in their bouquets and throughout their wedding. And then they can attach a Pinterest board if they have one as well. So then once they submit that form back to me, then I start to begin working on their mood board and sketches. The mood board is essentially just a cohesive board (laughs) of just wedding inspiration. So I include a color palette on this. I gather photos from their venue as well as their inspiration photos or their Pinterest board. I put them together in like a little collage so that they can kind of see everything coming together. And then I like to give four different options for typography styles. So it's typically four different script fonts and four different serif and sans serif fonts. Um, And I show them those options and they can tell me which ones they love and which ones they don't love. And then I give them the initial sketch of their invitation suite. Sometimes I provide two sketches. Sometimes I provide one sketches. It kind of depends, or one sketch. It kind of depends on how much they have given me to work with. And the sketch is just a really, really rough sketch of what I have in mind for their wedding invitations with little notes on everything. So like a five by seven invitation card on a hundred pound color color plan, white frost paper with gold metallic names and green text. And then a blue border with tropical greens in each corner, envelope liners with illustration of beach and metallic gold ink. So I just give them like the size, the paper type, the ink type or the uh, printing process, the ink color all of those nitty gritty details I lay out in their sketches. And then I ask for their feedback, obviously on the sketch and what they think of everything. I also ask about the colors and if there are any colors that they would want to see removed or added in. The mood board and sketch is really essentially just a starting point for me so that I can get their ideas and kind of give them something to look at. And then I just use it as a starting point to move into the right direction from this point before we begin the digital design process. And then once they give me their feedback on that, that is when I start to begin the digital design process. So essentially at this point, I'm taking the sketch and just turning it into actual digital files and really like starting to create everything. So this is why the design process is normally months long for custom clients because obviously the initial design takes a while, but then I send them a digital proof and ask them for their feedback. And then once they give me their feedback for the digital proofs, I go in and make the edits, send them a new updated proof. Again, they give me their feedback. I go in and make the edits and we go through that over and over again until everything is completely the way they want it. I don't have a limit on how many changes a client can make for custom invitations. So it really, I mean, I've never thankfully had anything go over like five revisions. So sometimes it can take five. Sometimes it literally just takes one. I'm sure there'll be a time when it takes 10, who knows, but I don't give them a limit on revisions just because I want to make sure that everything looks the exact way that they want it to. And I never, ever want a client to feel rushed through the design process. So Once that whole design process is 
finished and a client has said that there, that there are no more revisions that they would like, that is when I send them a correct info agreement. The correct info agreement essentially asks the client to review everything one last time to make sure that spelling, names, dates, addresses, times, everything is correct on the invitation suite. And essentially they're signing away that I am not responsible for any errors that are on the invitation suite because they have double and triple checked it and everything is perfect and yada yada. I also ask them to approve the paper type, the quantity order, the envelope color, the envelope addressing, and any additions. So essentially it's one last look at their invitation suite before it is sent to print. So their approval of my correct info agreement gives me permission to have the invitation suite sent to print and it also is time for them to pay their remaining invoice balance. So once I have their remaining balance paid and the correct info agreement is signed, then I send everything to print and then we enter the printing and production phase. Everything gets sent to my printer for printing or I print it in-house depending on what the project is. And then once I receive everything back from the printer, that is when I begin production. So that is cutting envelope liners and adhering envelope liners, printing their envelopes, um, rounding their corners, you know, creating wax seals. It obviously depends for every project um, depending on, or it changes for every project depending on what add-ons they have chosen. But then once everything is completed and I have finished the production phase, then I begin to package everything up and ship it to them so that they can stuff their envelopes, seal their envelopes, and send them off to their guests. Um, so that is essentially a walk through the entire custom process. For my invitation shop, everything is pretty much the same. The only thing that's different is the ordering system. So for the invitation shop, they're simply just, you know, going to my shop, picking the suite that they like, and then placing their order and they're paying for that up front. And then I obviously don't create a sketch or anything because it's obviously a pre-designed wedding invitation already. So I still send the initial questionnaire I'm not really asking too much about them as a couple for the invitation shop because, again, I don't need to know. <laughs> that sounds mean. I don't need to know anything about them, but I really don't need to know anything about them because they have a pre-designed set. So it's essentially just gathering their information and then plugging that into their invitation suite. So it's a lot quicker of a onboarding process for the invitation shop. And then once they complete the questionnaire, again, I'm just starting the design process with them. I don't have a limit on revisions for invitation shop clients as well, but it takes a lot less time for invitation shop clients because it is a pre-designed invitation suite and I'm simply just plugging their information into the invitation suite. Um, but yeah, then once they are happy with it, again, I'm sending the correct info agreement and we go through the printing and production process the same as I do for custom invitations. Obviously, <laughs> I feel like that was a lot of information. Um, let me take a water break. Okay. I I love talking about processes. I like literally think it's so fun to sit down, not that I ever have, but I want to <laughs> sit down with another stationer and like kind of compare processes and see how they do things versus how I do things because essentially your process is going to change as your business grows. Like the way I do things now is completely different than the way I did things two years ago. And that's just kind of like, obviously that just makes sense because once you go through your first client, you're going to realize what works and what doesn't work. And you're going to have to make changes within your systems to, you know, have a better flowing 
process for the next client and so forth. I want to kind of talk about the um, platforms that I use. So obviously I touched about, or I talked about Dubsado. That's the client management process that I've, you know, mentioned several times already in this episode. In Dubsado, that is how I send my contracts, my proposals, my invoices, my correct info agreements, my questionnaires, my digital proofs. Literally everything is sent through Dubsado. They have a form builder in Dubsado and that's how I build out all of the forms for the the mood boards and the sketches and the digital proof questionnaires, the correct info agreements, everything is made and sent through Dubsado. So highly recommend looking into Dubsado. A little plug for myself, if you want to try Dubsado, you can use my affiliate code, which is Julia K Design, and that's obviously K-A-Y, and you will receive 20% off of your first month or your first year. So I highly recommend doing that. Dubsado does have a free trial, so you get three free clients, which is an absolute godsend. So anyways, the other big platform that I use personally in my business is Trello, and Trello is a task management platform. So Dubsado is client management, Trello is task management. So essentially, Trello is a absolute lifesaver. I just recently, within the past few months, have started working with Trello, and it has really changed my business obviously in really great ways. So the way that I use Trello is when a client books, so either a custom client or a invitation shop client books, I add them into, it's essentially called a board. So this board is called invitation clients. And then I have different sections. So I have in queue, sketch phase, design phase, printing phase, production phase, shipping phase, and completed. When I book a client, I create a card. So it's just like a little tab, I guess, with their name in it. It's really hard to like explain what Trello is and how I use it without like showing you a video of how it looks, but I'll, I'll do my best. When a client books, they're automatically, if they are a custom client, then they're automatically added to the queue section. And that just means that you know, I haven't started their project yet. So say they book today on November 28th, say their project start date isn't until December 15th, they'll stay in the queue until December 15th. And then December 15th, I'll drag their card over to the sketch phase. And then once we're moving from the sketch phase, then I drag it to the design phase and then the printing phase, so on and so forth. So there's an overview, like right now I'm looking at my Trello board and it's an entire overview with all of the phases and each client that is in each phase. But then when you click a specific client, it takes you in and you can label it, well, I can label it as either a custom client or an invitation shop client. I add their dates, I add members, and by members I mean like, (laughs) I'm the only member of my business right now, but down the road when I have to hire like other designers or something, I can assign specific clients to specific employees. And then the other thing that I love is I can add a checklist within each client. So each client has a super detailed checklist with due dates. So it's just like it runs through the entire process that I just talked about from like down to the nitty gritty of like sending to print, receiving from printing company, printing envelopes, cutting the envelope liners, adhering the envelope liners, and you can add due dates to everything. So everything has a due date and then there is a calendar as well where you can look and it will tell you absolutely everything that is due on that specific due date so like today i had well gosh i have nine things that are due today that i haven't done yet actually yes i have anyways so it's essentially like creating a to-do list for you for each day and it is just absolutely amazing i could talk about trello for a really long time but like i said it's hard to talk about without actually showing you guys what it looks like but 
I highly recommend Trello. Again, they have a free trial, so you can go in and play around with it to see if it's something that uh, works for you. I personally would die without it. <laughs> so that is how I keep track of each client. Prior to Trello, I kept track of everything in a Google Sheets document. I would just manually go in and update the progress that I've made on every client. And yeah, it just got to be way too much. So Trello is definitely working for me. But that being said, I did go almost three years of just using a Google Sheets document. So if you're interested in seeing what that Google Sheets document looked like, if you're just starting out and you're just looking for something that's free, um, let me know and I can send you like a screenshot of what my document used to look like on Google Sheets so you can see like how I had everything um, set up and how I would keep track of everything. So you can just like send me a DM on Instagram or something if you want to see that. The other big thing that I do is when my clients are in the production phase, I have what I call Julia K Design Project, proje my goodness, production sheets. And these are physical um, sheets that I have created and printed out. Each client gets one. So this is when I send, I fill this sheet out when I send their invitations to print. So it has every piece of the invitation suite. So invitation card, RSVP, details card, liners, main envelope, RSVP envelope, wax seals, wraps, slash bands, and then other um, because obviously each client has different things, but, and then for each piece, I have the quantity, the vendor, the color, the size, the paper, when it's sent to print, and then other miscellaneous notes that may need to be documented. So like if I have the paper in stock or if I need to order the paper and send it to the print company, whatever it may be. So essentially I just go through every piece. I write down the quantity that the client ordered, and then I always add five to that. So I add five because I want to provide the client with at least two extras and I want to provide them with a keepsake and a photographer's copy. And then I always just add one more just because um, I want to keep one. But my printing company personally <laughs> like overprints to the extreme. So if I order five extra, I'm typically always getting at least 15 to 20 extra. I'm not even exaggerating. So but this production pr production sheet just kind of keeps me in line with where things are coming from, when I ordered them, you know, the quantity, the, the paper type, the size, everything. Um, and then at the bottom, I have an envelope printing section. So I add what their total quantity was that they ordered minus how many they have uh, addresses for. So most of the time, like a client, if they order 100 um, invitations, they'll typically have anywhere between like 90 to 95 addresses. So then that'll tell me like, okay, well, we have five extra that just need return addresses. But then I also need to account for the five extra that I order and provide to them. So then it's 10 extra. So I just have like a little math equation at the bottom here. My production sheets, like I said, every client gets one when I send them to print. And then that is what I refer to while their invitations are in production love 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 my production sheet again um i will upload a pdf of my production sheet into the episode description so that you guys can access that and it'll kind of just be a little freebie i think i can upload pdf i hope that i can do that that is kind of like in a nutshell my whole process i know it i don't even know if it like i hope it made sense <laughs> i hope that you were able to kind of follow it it's just like i said it's something that you're going to be tweaking for years and years before you find something that genuinely works for you and your business. There's still things that I want to tweak now being four years into my business. Um, so it's just like, I just feel like it's like a work in progress all the time with systems, but 
the more you tweak them, the better they're going to be. So it's just really important to keep, you know, making small changes because the small changes typically are the ones that are going to make the biggest difference. Something that I want to mention that I truly believe is very important with systems is letting your clients know where you're at in the process with them at all times and just really communicating really well with your clients. I never want to receive an email from a client who's like, hey, just checking in, what's going on? The way that I handle that is as soon as a client submits their edits to a digital proof, my workflow automatically sends them an email that says, hey, like, your edits have been received. You will receive a new proof to me within five to seven business days or whatever the timeline may be. Um, and that's the same thing with when they fill out the correct info agreement, they automatically get an email from me that says, hey, I received your correct info agreement. Your invitations are now going to be sent to print. Please allow three to four weeks for this pro- or for this time. I will reach back out when I have, you know, if I have any questions or when I have a new update. So just keeping them in the loop with where you are at in their process, I, sw- I promise you they will appreciate that more than you know. Like I said, I never want to make a client question where we're at or if they need to be doing something or if I've completely dropped the ball. Like I never want them to feel that way. So just really communicate with a customer all the time. If you're worried that something's going to be delayed, just tell them up front, like, hey, I think this is going to be delayed, you know, this amount of t- this amount of time. I just wanted to let you know. Like I haven't forgotten about you. Things are in process. Just communication is key. I promise. Um, People will say that about like relationships, like personal relationships. It's totally true with client relationships as well. So always communicate with your clients. Um, Otherwise, like like you just really have to keep working at your systems, finding the things that work for you. Just because this system works for me does absolutely not mean that it's going to work for you. Um, By any means, by all means, like try it out. See if you like how I do things. But if it doesn't work for you, find what works for you because that's obviously going to be the game changer between a good client experience and a poor client experience. So yeah, if you have any questions about like Trello or Dubsado or just my process in general, please, please, please reach out. I am more than happy to answer questions about my process all the time. Like I said, I love talking about processes. You can answer, or I'm sorry, you can ask questions through the link in the episode description for my question box. Or if you want to shoot me a DM on Instagram, you can do that. I would recommend the question box just because my DMs kind of get flooded and I personally don't always look at them because it's just a lot and it's a little overwhelming. So I do prefer the question box if possible. Um, But yeah, this was a fun, fun episode for me. Let's see next week. What do we have? Oh, one thing I do want to say, one other thing I want to say about your processes and your systems is go through your processes and talk through your systems out loud to yourself. Like physically go through the motions of like, sit down and say, oh, like I just got an inquiry from a client. Let me go into Dubsado and look at their project and open their inquiry. And even like go onto your website and fill out the form by your, like for yourself and enter like your personal email address. And honestly, go through, open the tabs that you would need to do, go through the steps that you would take throughout the entire process with your client. Like just talk it out loud and find the areas that are struggling and the areas that don't make sense and then figure out like what you need to do to make that smoother. Next week, chapter nine, I think it will be, is customer service. Oh, 
I am so excited for customer service. I truly, truly, truly pride myself and my business on customer service and the customer service is literally the backbone of my business. And so I'm really, really excited to dive into customer service and how you should treat your clients and you know what you can do to make your client experience better and just everything. I cannot wait to talk about that and to dive into that next week. Um, but until then, Follow me on Instagram. I'm super active all the time. Order your Christmas cards from me if you haven't already. Um, The last day to order those is December 1st, so this will be out before then. So make sure to order those Christmas card kits if you haven't already. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Peace out. Cheers to finishing up another chapter in Julia's creative business guidebook. I hope you learned something new and will tune in next week for our new chapter. Until then, take care of yourself, do things that inspire you, and never stop creating. If you have any questions about anything I talked about during this episode, please refer to the link in the episode description to ask your question. All questions will be answered at the end of each unit.